This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You are listening to the Load Management Podcast. Why? I don't know. What's going on, everybody? Brand new episode of Load Management Podcast. This is your man, Chops, live from New York City. Zion, also somewhere in New York City, parts unknown. We never truly know. And also, for the first time in, what, years, months, Adam Caporell, back in New York City? (laughs) Welcome back. Cue the mace. No, I want to have the Carmelo, like... I want to have a Carmelo Anthony music, you know? What is it? The, uh, the no, welcome home. I'm coming home. home. No, I'm yeah, coming I'm coming home. home. I'm coming home. So when the no, Knicks wait, blast why is that Carmelo that. Anthony? We all know no, that. You know, because no. when, when Melo got traded to the Knicks, um, no, that, that, song, that song was made famous for LeBron James coming back to Cleveland. That's yeah, not the true Knicks... whatsoever. That's not even close. <laughs> the, the song was like five years out already. <laughs> and it came back. But the Knicks abused the shit out of it when Carmelo came to New York, even though he only spent like three years in Red Hook, but whatever. What happened? What happened next for the Knicks? Uh, it's, listen, we all know because ownership, everything everything that happens say in his name. turns to shit. You won't yeah. say it. Say what? Say the guy's name. Who's ruining it? Oh, yeah. There are there are I, business reasons not to say that person's Adam name. Adam so. talks about him like he's Voldemort. I've I've had phone calls come directly to me on vacation because I've used that individual's name in certain situations. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to fall back, and I think you know who I'm alluding to right now. Yeah. Well, uh, we have a very fun show today, guys. We have Paul Rabel from the PLL, co-founder. Lacrosse legend. We we talked some lax with him. Uh, I gave him a rundown of my prior high school days playing the sport, which Zion says are illegitimate. But I was still the MVP of that team. Did so. you post that photo to social media yet? I should post that photo. That team Listen, photo. We haven't seen one photo yet. No, I showed Adam the photo. You didn't see the photo. All right. Yeah, I don't send you photos because I mean it too- could be doctored. It could be photoshopped if we're if we're really dissecting it. Yeah, Zion's too crafty with memes to send him photos of me in high school. Like I'm not, I'm not playing that. Oh, yeah, game please flame when he finally puts it out. Please flame him, Zion. Bro, nah. It's going to be on Complex Sports. Yes. All right. Yeah, because I was MVP. You put a picture of me, LeBron, James Harden, MVPs of our we, of we our put generation. Put a picture of you and Booby Gibson. <laughs> We're just talking about goats. Okay, I see it. Uh, but yeah, so we have Paul in the episode. Fun. We were supposed to have another guest though. Oh, he just wanted, you know, we had to You don't it, want right? to talk about it, Chops, but we were supposed to have another guest on. I don't want to talk about it because, I mean, he's not here, so. He's Chops not here. ducking the smoke. He is a commentator for a major network, talks a lot of trash on Twitter, and when he does the commentating. Uh, should we say the name, Zion? Nah, we shouldn't say the name, but, I mean, that tells you enough. He has a lot of hot takes. Chops is very much in his feelings right now because, basically, when we were about to tape this podcast, the said guest canceled literally one minute before he was supposed to come on the podcast. It was actually so, three minutes after we were supposed to start. Oh, sorry, three minutes after. So, but again, the egregiously late cancellation has chops in his feelings, and he is steamed. I'm steamed. not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in my Red. feelings. It's just you know, it's like you know, we had a fun episode planned, and you know, we just. But shout out to Paul. Uh, Paul Rabel came through. 
talk to him. I, I do want to say, because we were a pretty hot topic in NBA media for the past week, uh, Zion made his TV debut on Inside the NBA. So I did mean, you. We, I mean, no, I've been on TV before. Come on. For what? <laughs> no, no, we we're not gonna skip past this for what? I've been, what? I've been on a news uh, you, like a like a this, news segment. Big cap, big no, cap, big no. cap, man. When has Cap been on TV? When have you been on TV, pal? I've been on TV since you were in short pants. I could no. see Adam doing like maybe like like Ben Gay commercials, like old man, like Yikes. like like vitamins, like that's like Adam. Vitamins yeah, are a waste of money. Back, back to the point, we were on T, we on TNT, you know, big big uh. Big grab for low man. Uh, essentially, Kenny Smith came on the podcast, and everybody flamed him for his top ten and not having LeBron higher than ten and not having Kobe in his top ten. Here's my thing: Kenny went on Inside the NBA and said he doesn't want to argue with people that don't know history, but it doesn't take any history to know that Nate Archibald's not better than LeBron James. Kenny. <laughs> also, let me let me just stop you for one second. No, you, you felt you felt that that was a personal shot at us. No, no, no. It was a shot at us, but it. It doesn't matter because he was. I on. didn't take it he as a on. personal shot at Kanye. I, mean, I, mean, I didn't take it personally. Easy. Yeah. I'm not taking it like, personal, but it was clear that comment was clearly directed at us. Yeah, it was. Clear. He was like, he was like, they were talking about LeBron being top five. That's why I don't argue with uh, people. Who don't <laughs> I history. didn't take it. Like, I didn't take it that I, way. I kind of feel he's talking care. more about the general public. He, but. he he could say that he want, but he's wrong. Like you're I mean, on the you, wrong yes. side of history, so if I don't care. Yeah, if you read, if you actually read the piece, if you read what we wrote and put a lot of words into it, then you know why we backed it up and had just. I mean, I could it. watch, I could watch a hundred Nate Archibald games and not see any type of evidence that he should be ranked above <laughs> LeBron James. I could watch every single Nate Archibald game there is. Rest in peace to Nate Archibald, but I could watch every single one. Kenny, I'm sorry. Thank you for coming on. Maybe that's why people are frightened. Maybe maybe people get put on the Summer Jam screen after they come on the pod and uh, all these bad opinions mm, are exposed. Not, I don't now, know. Now it's boiling. Now it's boiling. Is that – is that? I'm, I'm just saying. Ken, mm. I, I mean, Kenny was the talk of the internet for uh, – Chuck didn't like his, his top 10, but Chuck's top 10 was also kind of – That was garbage. Chuck, Chuck <laughs> named like 14 people in his top 10 somehow. And he didn't even put Shaq in his top 10. That, that was just like – That was a troll job on his part. He put Jerry West in there, like get out of here. Well, Jerry West I mean, is a legend. I mean, he probably—that's probably just because he works with Shaq. I would—I would assume. I think we did a good job with our top thirty list. Again, if you guys haven't checked it out, go and check it out on complexsports.com backslash sports. But um, yeah, you know, I, you guys—you taking it personally, Charles? Kenny's a little shot. I didn't take it that same way, and Kenny's been I a good. Take it personally, Kenny's been good to comp. He was—he was talking about us. He was talking about us. It's fine. Yeah, he was. He's, He's been good to complex sports over the years, so I don't. You know, oh, yeah. I don't, he, no he shit's given on my end. Shout out to you, Kenny Smith, man. But Kenny Smith, can, he can come back on his pod on the pod anytime he wants. I don't know when he when he will. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if he's he going to give us a history. I don't know if he will because, yeah, because I'm sure I I'm sure his mentions in IGs like IG comments were filled for for a long time after but that. We can, but we can pat ourselves on the back because we did have a, we had a 10-minute segment on NBA, on Inside the NBA, about our list. So we did our job and did our job really well. Yeah, we all, look, we all look really good on TV. I, I was very proud And shout out to Turner for giving us the awesome promo because the last you know shot of, of uh, the social assets that Zion helps put together blasted that load management podcast. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. So we I, got, will say er, we got, I will say Ernie. I will say Ernie. It's load management podcast. Yeah, when we have Ernie no, on the show no, no, eventually, lo, we'll correct him. Load management show is fine. It's fine. It's not accurate. It's though, speaking pal. it into existence. 
Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Mm. Ernie can come on the pod and talk Oh, about so it. now you go on TV one time and you're also on a prima donna and like hungry for attention. All right, listen, ladies can and gentlemen. Can we talk about that? How as soon as I am found out this man, I thought you were going to hire an agent like Drew Rosenhaus, like right off what? right off the bat. Why? After you were on TV once, you were like ready to be a star, dog. I can Bro, confirm that Zion said it was about? time to renegotiate the contract. Yeah. What are you talking about, though? <laughs> we All have I receipts, pal. We have receipts. All I did was post a video and it had one hour. I was like one hour late, too. I wasn't you even were, when, you when, I, when y'all watched it. I was I wasn't even <laughs> I didn't even see it. Why weren't so, you glued to your TV last Thursday? I was doing a stream, yeah. man. I was doing a show, you know. Let's, a uh, show? Oh, you have other shows do, to do? From, yeah, from see, look, Adam. Community. He needs an agent. He's got too much. <laughs> what he's do got you, too much going on? What are you doing behind the company's back that we don't know about, pal? I got right? I got my own show. My own you should have. Show, you have man. a non compete clause in that contract. Yeah. yeah some uh, violations that HR may need to be. We may need to call the complex snitch line on you. Shout out to Kenny. Shout out to everybody for that TNT. I thought that was a really cool moment. Kenny, if you want to, like, that's another thing. We didn't argue with Kenny Smith on the pod last week. We we let him say what he wanted to say, and we well, just everyone's, in, everyone's entitled to their opinion. But if you want to argue about it, we can, you know, come argue about it. We'll argue our list with anybody. I I felt like our list was one of the best best NBA player lists I've ever seen. But I'm biased. Uh, but you know, I thought it was pretty good. But if you're in your mid fifties and you saw some of these guys play, like Kenny's going to go hard for Oscar Robertson. Like, I mean, he yeah, watched listen, him play. Listen. He watched We had Oscar Robinson at 11. It's we not did, like we yeah. But Kenny felt story. really passionate that he should be top 10. End of story. Kenny was wrong. We appreciate you coming on, though. <laughs> there we not go. Not for the bubble. Uh, let's talk about the NBA bubble because we're, what, five, six days in, and it's going pretty well, I think. I think the bubble is is going better than anybody expected. Zion doesn't want the bubble to fa- doesn't want nah, the bubble to succeed. I, I just Zion's an anti-bubble I, guy. I'm it's not fine. an anti-bubble guy. I am the anti in the Nets. Nets in the bubble guy, but I'm not an anti. Because you don't want, want your basketball. team embarrassed with the with the minor league players going to be running out. Can, there. I, can I can I say one thing? We need to stop, and none of us do it. But we need to stop with the guys who are tweeting. Three practices canceled. No reason why we don't know. That is just fueling, and I saw that over the weekend. Someone tweeted, "These three teams canceled practice. We don't know why." That's it. We need. There's already so much bad news going on everywhere. We don't need to create more bad news. Well, that goes a little back a to... little context to that story, which would the beat writers followed up with. Hey, all three of these teams canceled practice because they had practiced three days in a row, and like the Clippers never practice anyways. So like the context was there. Well, we, everybody's already super focused on the bubble, and everybody's going to take that as a negative thing. When it doesn't need to be, point, and everybody's already on edge, why do we need to do that? Can point we just, taken, can we, but you understand. Can we just mo- chill on that, like okay, for real? But you understand modern media, where everyone wants to be first with any scoop or any kind of tidbits of news and nuggets. The NBA sent out a press release, and the NBA needs to be better at that too. You don't send out a press release that doesn't say why teams cancel practice because you're going to have people thinking automatically the worst. I will say that a source within the NBA bubble said that's not been nearly as bad as it's been made out to be by some of the players. You have a source. Yes, I have a source inside the bubble. Zion, Adam has sources now. And ben had have, sources, pal. He does not have ben had source. sources. He does not have one source. I mean, Chris Haynes said it was he was having a great time. And I will give Chris Haynes credit. He's been going live and, and everything, and it looks like everybody's having fun. I have a source that told me only one person showed up to the DJ set they had. Uh, well, that's, you, that's you confirm that report? Uh, Twitter I can confirm that. Someone tweeted that, but 
Let's I just saw, say I saw it. I was watching Dwight Howard's live. He was the nah, well. There was three, but there <laughs> was three different ones. Zion. There was three different at each hotel. They had a DJ set, and only one person showed up to all of them. Dwight and Dwight was chilling. Yeah. So, so the D. So let's let's rank how things are going in the bubble. DJ sets doing very poorly. Fishing. Who knew that all these NBA players like to fish because they're all fishing and they're all catching these fish out there. It's a nice it's relaxing pastime. I guess Paul George, we knew we knew Paul George is a big fisher. Golf, Adam, you I saw Jason Taylor. I would love bombs. listen, I'm I'm ready to teed up again with JR. We'll do that again. Plenty of other guys. Uh, can we talk about JR getting kicked off live the first night though? <laughs> oh yeah, that was that, that was the highlight. That's been the biggest yeah. highlight of the bubble so far. JR Smith going live. This man, <laughs> this man was so happy in the bubble, so happy in his room. <laughs> And this man says, "I got a text, y'all." But should but should NBA who texted players... him? Who te- like did Adam Silver text him or did the Lakers? It, text there are three him? choices who the, who could have texted him. Number one is LeBron. LeBron's not texting him to get him. Con- he's not telling him to fall back. Yeah, nah, he could be telling him to fall back if if it's like just too much. Number two, number two is his PR team, his own PR team, or number three is the actual NBA. I would bet. Clutch NBA. wasn't telling. Hit up your clutch, clutch sources there, Chops. Clutch isn't. Clutch isn't telling Jr. to get off live. They don't care. But the NBA, I think the NBA got pissed um, because he started uh, trashing the snacks. They did, had Jacinda, a big... <laughs> did, did Jacinda have to text Jr. Shout out to our, our friend Jacinda at the oh, NBA. Oh man, oh man, don't name, don't name them. Calm down. What you what? naming them for? But she, NBA employee, that's fine. Jr. Jr. was trashing the fact that they had basically kid snacks for thirty-five year olds. I want to give them guys credit though. Like some people, some people really prepared for the bubble. Like Pat Beverly, when he showed off his room, he not only had the thirty-five pairs of white T-shirts ready to go, he had all the snacks that he ordered. Like he was ready to go. He had the M and M's. PJ Tucker brought sixty pairs of shoes. I would have guessed he would have done over sixty pairs of shoes. I feel sixty is too too small. We just found out that there's no fit. There's no like they have to walk to the arena in their uniforms though. So PJ Tucker brought sixty pairs of shoes for unless he wear like unless they're all well, shoes he you, can. Hoop you can in. stunt when you go get your COVID test. Ain't nobody Listen. seeing. Ain't nobody looking at it. No one sees that. Yeah, Listen, but you know what? You look speaking, good. You you perform good. You pass tests. So speaking of the Rockets, they might be in trouble. They might Why? be in trouble. Why? Well, I mean, we just found out that Russell Westbrook tested positive. James Harden is not in the bubble. He could possibly be I mean, on that they, scene. If they don't have Russ or James, I mean, but they're still they still ain't going anywhere. Right? And, and, and I think so. Well, I wouldn't say that Russ with Russ and James, they can they can make some noise. Uh, how's that team going to play defense in the playoffs? How's that? Te- how's the, how are you going to guard that team either? Especially with it's a different it's a di- it's a different form of basketball and it's a limited different form practice of basketball time and they have the pal, easiest you know that. and they have the easiest way to play basketball. Uh, compared to uh, everybody else. Okay, so word, the final word games... on the street. Word on the street is Adam has a friend on the on the Rockets who's going to zoom into this podcast at some point. Yeah, that so, future so guest coming up. Them. Yes, so we can ask oh, we can oh. ask that future guest um, more well, definitive. My, my thing is Zion. I, Zion, I think I think it's probably a good thing for the NBA that that Russ tested positive before they left, so he's isolated. And it's a good coach. thing, but it's also not a good thing because the season starts in two weeks. Yeah, but, I mean, so, but in theory, he should have this cleared out of his system, and it shows yeah. that they're testing, oh, the protocols are working, they're catching yeah. this stuff and trying to keep the bubble as safe as humanly possible. When he gets to the bubble, he has to quarantine probably for 
It's three days. He's, he's going to have to quarantine well, he's for like, like able five to days. I think it's five days. Yeah, he's yeah, not going to so. be able to travel until he has negative tests, multiple negative and tests. Then, and then but do you, you have to factor in he has to get into game shape. Do you think that Russell Westbrook's shape. not going to be close to – like he's he's probably been working out. He's not going to be in game shape just because he so, has to quarantine. So here's the thing, though, and here's the thing. How much do these eight games really matter? Like how many does Russell need to play those eight regu- regular season games – to get into shape, if he just plays the last four, he's he's good for the playoffs. I would say. I, I think he would need to play at least five to 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 have confidence to get in the playoffs and say, okay, we're so, going to be ready. So the rock the Rockets are currently in the sixth seed, if I remember correctly, right? Mm-hmm. So they would play what the Nuggets in the first round. Yeah, I think that I think the Rockets would beat that Nuggets team in the first round. I don't I don't think so. If Russell Westbrook is not. Ready and, and James Harden. We don't know where James Harden is. He's like, probably chilling. I saw James him down Harden, in Miami. He was racing uh, Lambo. He's supposed to be in the bubble. Place to be right now. He's supposed to be in the bubble and he's not there. That, that clearly says something too. I I okay. Say they have both of them. I'm still taking the the th- the uh, the Rockets over the I, Nuggets. I would take six. them too, but that's not the case. They don't Jokic, have both. Jokic just got to the bubble. Yeah, but Jokic, Jokic is cleared. He's, so he's clear, just, but he just got. He still got a quarantine. He's going to be ready for the season, though. It would be it'd be wild if Westbrook wasn't ready for the season. We are getting close, but we're still Zion. We're still sixteen days away from the season starting. We're actually like, what's the day? The thirteenth. July thirtieth. July thirtieth. Do the math, pal. They, they got they got games next week, man. You they got two scrimmages. Weeks the they starts, got yeah. scrimmages. That, that, that doesn't matter. I don't know what. Do you guys have let, – let's do this real quick before we move on. We have Paul Rabel on the podcast today, PLL, talking all things lacrosse, Bill Belichick stories, all that kind of fun. Uh, I think you guys will enjoy it. But let's give, – give me one bold playoff prediction, NBA playoff prediction, uh, from where we sit right now because I have one. So why don't you kick it off then? Start us okay, off. I'll kick it off. The Philadelphia 76ers are going to the NBA Finals. That's a very bold prediction. I, I, I think – I think that they, they're going to benefit from this time off. I think that they have the right type of team for this situation. They're young. I don't like Brett Brown saying Ben Simmons is going to play off ball more because Ben Simmons doesn't need to play off ball because he's like a terrible shooter. But out of that practice, they're saying Joel Embiid looks like better than ever. I, I don't know. I still don't trust the Bucs. There's something about this Philly team that I think they could if they if they figure it out, I really like it. That's my one bold prediction. I, I'm not. I got I'm, Philly I mean, in the finals. We we already talked about this that like Adams only won pretty much against Philly being successful in the playoffs. So yeah, I'm, but I'm, I'm taking not, it, I'm taking it to the next level, Zion. I'm saying finals appearance. It, I mean, it's spicy, but I don't think it's that spicy because the East is East is kind of you know trash. That's spicy. The Bucks yeah. should. The Bucks. Uh, everybody's saying the Bucks should should do it. I'm not a believer in the Bucks, especially now that they're playing on the same playing field. No, no crowd advantage. No home court advantage. I don't think. I think the Bucks are are they're in trouble. I think if, I'll give my bold prediction on the Bucks. I think the Bucks are going to lose before the Eastern Conference Finals. That's 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 spicier yeah, than I said. Who do you who are they going to lose to? I got to match it up. That's the second round. Second round they would play the four seed, right? So mm-hmm. that's that's going to be. You're talking about the Heat right now. They're not You're, playing the Celtics in the no. The, the Celtics are in Celtics the three seed right now. Yeah. Oh, so, so I don't think I don't think the Heat. The I don't. I don't think the Heat are gonna. <laughs> the heat, nah, the Heat are nah. I'll, I'll take. I thought it you was gotta take that Bucks, back on the seed. A Bucks Celtics matchup. 
But now I'll, I'll say Eastern Conference Finals. They're, they're they're not making the finals. I think that's spicy. But uh, but I took it one further instead of team. Adam, what you got? What's your hot take? I bold think, prediction. Bold prediction is that I think the Thunder go further than the Rockets in the Western Conference playoffs. Well, that's really spicy. No, 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 no. Because the Thunder, the Thunder could be anywhere from the four. No, there's a the, there's, the, the West is a jumbled mess right now. Three through eight can basically just you know. So switch the, th- a ton the of Thunder positions. are at five right now. So who's four in the West? Four of the Jazz right now. I mean, if it's five four, I'll take the Thunder over the Jazz. I think I think people have vastly underrated the Thunder. Um, uh, they've clearly overachieved this season, but with the leadership of Chris Paul and just how I think low key dynamic they've been and the lack of respect they've gotten. I believe in them more than right now. I believe in the Rockets, who I don't. Again, as usual, the Dan Tony system is not going to translate into well, playoff wins. That that all just depends on matchups. No, it does a big time, and there's a lot who, of jumbling to go this. along with those eight sh- games. Who has a better chance of advancing? Say everybody's playing the Thunder against the Jazz or the Rockets against the Nuggets. I would say Rockets against the Nuggets. Still, you think the Rockets have a better chance of advancing in that series? Yeah. See, the thing is, let's not forget yes. that the Jazz are going to be without Bogdanovich. Yeah, one yeah, of the main scores. They could also be without be with a new Mike Conley. They could maybe maybe he's rejuvenated or, 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 or Mike Conley or, could just be washed. Or I mean, yeah, it's there's there's a shit ton of unknowns, but I think the Thunder are vastly underrated. And I think they could seriously seriously give, depending again how the seating works out, the Lakers or the Clippers a really really hard series in the second round. They're not giving the clip. They're not giving the Lakers a hard series, bro. I think they easy can. What if the Clippers fall to the three seed? You know, you know, superior the backcourt is the Thunder compared to the Lakers right now. If you're, if obviously LeBron is basically their point guard, but like if you kind of if you match, if you put him slow down, I'm going to explain this. I'm going to explain this. I'm going to explain this. Technically, yes, LeBron is the point guard and he will serve as that. But if you kind of slot him as the natural three guard or what he should be, then the Thunder have a superior backcourt with with Chris Paul and Shea Gildas Alexander, which are nightmare matchups for the Lakers. That's, they're, they're, they are not nightmare matchups. They, they, they'll, they'll do, they're maybe, you know, you're, put, you're, put up numbers, but they're dis, not nightmare. They're dis, not nightmare matchups. They're tough, they are tough, how, tough how matchups. Is, how is Shy Gill just a, a nightmare matchup if the Lakers have wing defenders all around their team? What wing defenders do they have on the team? Danny no Gilly? Avery Bradley for the Lakers. K- no Avery KCP? Bradley. Casey, <laughs> the defender? Are you out of yes, your fucking K- mind? K- no, get Casey, the- <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> No. What are you talking? What Lakers games have you been watching? Guy. He's no, a he's not. Guy. No, he's not. All right. KCP can. KCP yeah, can not defend. Defender. He's not Avery Bradley no. level defender, defender, but he no. can defend. And I, I love think, Jr. He's not a defender. I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing about the Lakers, though. They also have maybe the best interior defensive. Oh, a million duo percent. Yeah, a million percent. In AD and Dwight Howard, and then you also have LeBron out there. I'm, I'm not worried about up. the. La- I'm not worried about the Lakers defensively. You know, getting into the minutia of that, but. I mean, the Thunder are interesting. I've seen a lot of people say the Thunder are are a sleeper team. I think I think we all kind of slept on Chris Haynes saying the Blazers could be a sleeper team. I didn't sleep on it. I just say I, because I prefer the Pelicans. I prefer the Pelicans, but I I didn't real Nurk coming back and Zach Collins. There's a lot of firepower on that on that Blazers. They have the team. second best front court depth after Lakers. Yeah, and then they. I mean, they obviously have the back court. Uh, I think and, and Melo is a string beam right now. Bro, Melo's weight. What is Melo's weight? What is he's on the he's on he's on the red wine diet, just drinking said, nothing but red said, wine. Uh, Jesus, nah, they said Lala stopped feeding him. Uh, he looked like he <laughs> Melo has like, had a meal. 
Mello, Mello, Mello got to the bubble. He looked and, like Syracuse and loved Carmelo the, and love the and love the food. Like, can we talk about can we talk about how the NBA players were a little bit babyish when they first got to the bubble? That food didn't look that bad, y'all. Well, the rationale was supposedly that they wanted to just initially with these guys landing down have prepackaged food and make it as safe as humanly possible. And I saw a lot of people spout off and say that it was a bad look for these NBA players complaining about all the people working hard yeah, for them to your stay man safe. Jay and I, your man Jay Williams said that. My man Jay Williams, also my boy Miles Brown from back in the day, if you guys follow Miles on Twitter. So two yeah. people that called out the NBA players for for ranking on the accommodations and the people working hard to keep them safe. And I kind of agree with them. It's like, it's not a good look. It's really tone deaf. And I hope that it kind of ends. Rondo, 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 Rondo putting up the hotel Motel room 6, pitch. yeah. Bro, has, <laughs> Rajon Rondo has never stayed in a Motel 6, because no, I have. And Motel 6 do not look like Disney hotels. No, that was that that was a significant upgrade over a fucking Motel Bro, 6. Bro, me, me and Zion stayed where a lot of them are staying back in January. But, you all, that, uh, but again, That hotel guys, is nice. They are staying at a nice hotel. For the average person, it's a nice hotel. But again, these guys used to four seasons and you know four-star accommodations every single place they go. So I get it. It's a bit of a come down. But it's just a bad, annoying look when you guys are constantly complaining about the food and the hotel rooms that, um, but again, 99% of the average population would be cool with the staying for just a little bit. Shout and they're switching Zion. hotel rooms soon so, enough anyway, right? Or they, no. J- 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 no, they're in there the, the entire time. Never mind. Zion, who's your, who's your NBA bubble MVP to this point? It's J.R. Smith. It's not even close. He hasn't done anything since the first night. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Does, did anybody put up a better performance? I mean, Quinn, Cook go, Quinn Cook playing 2K with LeBron and AD that, was pretty dope. That's great, but J.R. Smith was entertaining for start to finish. Two hours. JJ Reddick shotgunning the beer in the pool was pretty Listen, cool. Listen, why be do my, people be glorify, glorify shotgunning beers? Like, why is that entertaining? It's a white person thing, funny. Zion. It's a white I, person thing. I'm glad you say it because I didn't want to say it. Why? Say but, it. Shotgunning beer. Yeah. Who Who are the two players that did it? Miles <laughs> Leonard and JJ Reddick. <laughs> like, that is, that is just, why is that entertaining to y'all? I, I mean, it. it's it's definitely very bro y uh, thing to do. I haven't shotgunned a beer in about 12 years. Maybe more, uh, Adam. I'm you probably shotgunned a beard like last week. No, I don't drink. Be- well, I shouldn't. I shouldn't he did that. it before no. this podcast. I may or may not have. Yes, you, Adam. Do you shotgun a beer before this podcast? No, I'm sober for this podcast. I will not be later on though. Yeah, that's good to know. I, I I think I think there's a few. I think yo, uh, Zion, guy from the Sixers who did the vlog, uh, Matisse Thibel. Matisse Thibel. That was very cool. Content wise. It's hard to get better than what he did on on uh, through his vlog, editing mm-hmm. all that in the bubble. That was very cool to him see. And Javel doing doing. Javel did a vlog too. Very good. Uh, I thought I thought both are very cool. I think I think uh, you know we always drop our NBA Twitter rankings. I think I think the bubble content we haven't put them out this year yet. I think bubble content from these teams is going to be a big oh, factor those, in them. Those are coming soon. You can are, uh, you can expect a lot of. Angry teams coming up because a lot of people dropped from last night. Uh oh, a Uh-oh. lot of people dropped from last. Ho- hopefully, year. our guy from the Sacramento Kings ain't listen. Well, I can't hint at anything, but a lot of people dropped. Adam probably has the worst ranking of Adam. Do you follow any NBA teams I, on Twitter? Adam doesn't know how to Twitter. He's the worst guy on Twitter. If if we rank load management Twitter personalities, Adam is definitely the last. No, I don't he, spend every waking hour on Twitter like YouTube it's, fucking It's like one, two, and okay. then 
99. It's called I Read Books. Okay. And, it's and, called, and if you do the one two, Zion, we would disagree shit. on who's one two. I am okay? one. I'm one. The two of you I'm get one, off Zion. Twitter for more than bro, an hour. Get off bro, Twitter every once in a while. You know how you know I'm one? Because I still had more, way more likes and retweets on my <laughs> on my post than you had on your post when we posted the same thing for MBT on People are haters. That's why. And I retweeted yours. <laughs> People, 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 trying to bring 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 down shops since 1989, Zion. And I retweeted yours. I got news for you two clowns. Twitter is not real life. Yeah, it's pretty weird to me. I don't know. Yeah, that's Adam sad. Over here, that's I'm sad. Adam over here about doing makeup on Twitter uh, for TV appearances. Well, dog. Zion's all about we're on TV now, so maybe we need to have you know makeup in the podcast budget. Should we get a makeup budget? Let's do it, Jasmine. Put a makeup budget in. Let's do it. Have our faces beat up before we do the podcast. Yeah. Anything else we want to talk about before we get to Paul Rabel? Free Woj until Woj free. Yes. Say that. We're on the free Woj wave. I Woj really like. I I, I don't disagree with what he said, but that man thought he was Teflon as fuck saying that back in the email. <laughs> but also, <laughs> how lame is it of the senator to blast? I mean, but of course media. he's gonna do that. He only did it because he to, knew yeah, it was gonna Trump, happen. Yeah. Like this dude just got all like Woj just gave him all this free clout basically. But it's so fucking know? petty and just ridiculous. Who and who who's gonna who's gonna benefit the most from a Woj suspension? Is it Shams or is it Schefter? Schefter getting in the Schefter gonna step in, yeah. Schefter's, Schefter was already late today. He was already late today. Shame you know Schefter, you know Schefter likes that NBA news though. He likes to break that NBA uh, news. Hain, Hains, Hains, our boy Haynes will get a few more scoops. Uh, Zach Lowe, maybe? A little little wild card, Zach Lowe nah, from the It's gonna be Shams and Haynes dominating the, the next two weeks. I mean Haynes is doing great content. Shams our guy. I don't know if Shams is in the bubble. He he's kept that close to the vest. No, nah, he's not gonna be in the bubble. I don't think yeah. so. Like after the he didn't, he didn't he didn't want to do the, the reality show, so that's why. You got sources <laughs> there, young Zion? Yeah. Let's rank who has the best sources on the load management podcast. Adam's last. Adam thinks he has sources. Come, hey, coming up next is Paul Rabel. Paul Rabel, the <laughs> PLL co-founder. Uh, really fun conversation. We talked to him about uh, how they're trying to make lacrosse not just be a preppy white person sport. What they're trying to do to, to get the league back. Uh, they're back later this month. We talked about Bill Belichick, who's his friend. LeBron versus MJ. LeBron MJ. We talked to him about a whole lot of shit. So uh, check it out. Really fun interview. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We have Paul Rabel joining us from the PLL, which is about to launch later this month. Paul, what's going on? What's up, guys? I'm pumped to be here. We're pumped to have you. We're uh, expanding our horizons by having a la- professional lacrosse player on. So yeah, yeah. I mean, like lacrosse uh, has um, you know doesn't have much market share in the professional sports landscape, but it's been around for a thousand years. The Native American game. And, uh, you know, what I tell a lot of folks is that uh, I think one that's important because we're not uh, we're not rebuilding uh, slam ball, for example, or like creating a, a new sport that uh, we're trying to get people accustomed to. This thing's been around for a while. It's been 
uh, it's been on its own path for a while too. It's expensive to play. It's, it's perceived as exclusive, uh, you know, white sport kind of elite sport, but I, uh, I'm a, I'm a person of kind of understanding history and, and where the game's from. I didn't grow up playing lacrosse. I was, I was kind of given a stick as, as I had, uh, reached a place where I was going to you know, commit really to AAU basketball, but I think, uh, you know, I wanted to keep playing soccer and, and my brother was playing football. So we like playing a bunch of different sports. So I ended up picking up a new one in lacrosse. I'm just better at it. And that's why I pursued it. But the, the game is, uh, is, is still very new to many. Um, and what we like to say we're doing with the PLL is essentially trying to do what the UFC did to MMA, which is professionalize it, recreate it in a way, tell the right storylines about the players and how the game's being played. And, you know, getting on opportunities to do this with you guys is is important part of that process. Okay. Paul, we, we they mentioned it before, senior oh. year of high school, senior year of high school. Oh, he doesn't want to wait for this. Jesus Christ. All right, go ahead. MVP of my my high school lacrosse team as the goalie. Oh, shit. So he's trying to get it. He's trying to get it. Yeah, we have. We're, we're <laughs> trying to get that. Here, here's so here's what happened. It was the first it was the first year that we had a team, and they needed a goalie. No one wanted to do it. Yeah. I played football with all the guys, so they're like, "Will you do it?" I was like, "Sure." We went to like a camp where we learned how to play and everything, and they're like, "Well, the goalie has to be the most athletic person on the field," and everybody just like looked at me and we're like, "Okay, well, shit, we're not going to win any games." <laughs> Uh, but we ended up doing pretty all right. Yeah. So I just thought I should share. Once we booked you, I was like, I can finally tell about my glory days on the lacrosse field. Glory days. We're not buying it, yeah. bro. Yeah, we're, we're a little scared. You got to see the glory days. There's Show a picture. Our, our our producers have a picture. It's somewhere. Playing goalie is yes. nuts, man. You're, you're standing in between. You have no equipment, hardly any equipment on. And you're standing in between so, the pipes and guys are shooting 100 miles an hour with a dense rubber ball. I, I mean, I think that's crazy. So I did the first two practices without a cup. Uh, that changed quickly. That's psychotic. Uh, yeah. That that changed quickly. And then I didn't even have the neck guard until like the fourth yeah, game. That's not the look. It was yeah. – I, I probably could have sued the school. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't yeah, very yeah. safe. It, it wasn't very safe. But uh, I enjoyed my time yeah. playing. You know, it, it, it was a fun time. So, you know, when we had the opportunity to have you on, I think it uh, kind of made Appreciate sense. Appreciate that. Because you guys are doing a lot of cool shit. Like there's like gambling, yeah. right, in the – in-game gambling. Yeah. That, it's coming back to NBC this No month. doubt. Yeah, yeah. We, we just actually released our NBC schedule this week. So they were our partner. So, so Mike is my older brother. And we uh, we basically we, we co-founded the Premier Lacrosse League and announced it in 2018. And our first season was last year. And we were able to manage to get a network partner like NBC to broadcast our games. But prior to that, professional lacrosse um, was under-resourced. Players were underpaid. We were getting like six to $8,000 for the whole season. There was no marketing strategy behind it. They didn't have a television deal. And we were just doing it because we love to play. There's competitors like all athletes. Uh, and then we reached a place where I had mentioned UFC earlier, but you see because of new technology and media, now all of a sudden opportunities for non-core sports are, are coming. And you can figure out a way to distribute your games, whether it's on social or if you get a network deal like NBC. So we're still, I mean, we're a new, new league. We're entering our second season. We were the first to figure out a solution because we're small, how to fully quarantine and, and, and run our version of a season in a tournament. And so we've got uh, 20 games in 16 days, and we've got uh, 14 games on, on broadcast, four of them on NBC, 10 of them on NBC Sports. So it's a good opportunity to show the sport 
to the masses on television. And then we turn on sports gambling. There, there's a bunch of comedians that used to have a bit that if you couldn't bet on it, it wasn't a sport. And, uh, and so like, you know, <laughs> it's kind of true. That's true. <laughs> so we want that's very we true. to turn that on. So we have all the gaming operators. We had to go through the regulators in New Jersey and Pennsylvania and Vegas and they approve it. And it's like this old, uh, kind of antiquated process. And, uh, we're going to announce the official betting partner coming up too. Just make so. sure you don't have any guys throwing any games. We can't. <laughs> yeah. Yo, that's the real issue though with, um, and a major issue with, with non-core four sports is like, you know, yeah, they're you, not getting paid. You get some shady character with a <laughs> with an envelope there. It could be a little dicey. You know what I mean? Like if you're not getting paid millions of dollars, and even in the case of the legacy leagues, those guys are getting paid millions of dollars, and they'll still do some insider trading, and they had uh, previously. But the the biggest thing with these the technology these betting orgs have is they they do what's called heat mapping. They basically seen where the bets are going, and if there's like uh, a, a big spot up on a bet in particular, it's like against the norm. They immediately flag it, shut it down, launch an investigation. Ooh. And so they say it happens a lot in tennis because tennis is huge internationally. And unless you're like top 100 or top 10, you're not winning. Uh, you're, not, you're not taking home much winning. It's kind of like golf. Yeah. So they're like inclined to fix. And so they see it a lot overseas. Betting is fucking huge. And, uh, and so, yeah, we have a betting integrity team and uh, all these like monitoring services and stuff so we could do it. If you need anybody to add to your betting integrity team, we would love to volunteer. No, don't worry. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're pro gambling here at Combo. Yeah, we're very they, pro gambling. They are we, the worst gamblers and they think they're pro gamblers. Uh, I'm on the longest cold streak of my life. I've been playing Korean baseball, horses, and I haven't won anything. Golf, I haven't won anything yeah. in two months. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm drowning. Well, now you know about lacrosse because you played it. And so, you know, maybe you end that cold streak in July. Your team, you're on the Atlas, right? Yeah, that's right. Okay, so first game, I'm betting on the Atlas. It's already, it's already, do not, Paul, See, please here's, do not, the, here's, the, here's the problem, Paul. I told him when he wanted to bet I can't talk baseball. about this. I can't, <laughs> talk. <laughs> can't talk about it. <laughs> the problem was when he started betting Korean baseball, I was like, you don't bet on what you don't know. And of course, and, but you hit a few bets, right? Chops? Well, I, I, I went three and zero, oh, and then yeah. and then after that, and then zero oh and thirty. Yes. <laughs> my, let's go back real quick. I, I I think I heard you say you were on part of my take. You said six thousand dollars your first contract in the lacrosse league. Yeah, as a rookie. Do you did you just like look at it like what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? Yeah, I mean I yeah. So that league was major league lacrosse. We got we had a rookie wage at six thousand dollars and. I lived in my parents' basement. I had to get a job elsewhere so I could move out. I went to school at, at Hopkins in Baltimore. And then uh, I was early on social. So that was in 2008. And I remember uh, because I'd played in three national championships that were on ESPN that I started getting like inbound friend requests on Facebook. And I started accepting a bunch of them. And then they turned on their uh, sports fan pages right at that moment. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started like, creating content and pushing a lot of shit out on a daily basis. And I started building a, an audience and that's when I got my first endorsement with Under Armour. They paid me $20,000 to like rep their brand and do a bunch of appearances and stuff. And so I used that to move out of my parents' place. And I had a, a apartment that I split with two roommates in Baltimore paying $700 a month in rent. Uh, now I live in LA and I'm like, Jesus, I want to move back to Baltimore. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that was like the, that was the early stages and I stuck with lacrosse and, 
um, you know, learn more about the business of sport, the business of sport media. Yeah. Um, you know, Rich Antonella has been like a, a, a mentor um, and has been really helpful of being like, you know, one of the uh, one of one of the OGs to like crack the code around social and digital as, as a means to to uh, to kind of like tell really, uh, really enthusiast based stories to audiences. Rich, by the way, the CEO of, of Complex. So yes, Rich. No, I, I was thinking for a second. Paul, I was like, does he mean <laughs> yeah. all rich? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You're rich. He yeah. Mean, yeah, he does mean all rich. So, Paul, let me ask you this question: Starting a sports league from scratch, um, how ridiculous and, and absurd is it to, to get that on TV? To have all these teams lined up, like, you know, we don't need the entire process, but just give us an idea of like how insane it is to make that. What, happen. what was the hardest part? I think that's what Adam's trying to get. What, what's the hardest part? Good way of putting it. I mean, it was the whole thing was fucking insane from from the very beginning. I mean, this the idea of building a league from scratch. Are you so the we, are you the are you the commissioner? Nah, nah. Yeah. I'm like, I, it's impossible for me to to convince players that I'm not, even though I actually am not. They just <laughs> like see me as a co-founder, and I play against them on the field and. They try. We all try to take each other's heads off, but we created a separate lacrosse organization. Because because if I was a commissioner, we wouldn't even going back to the sports betting side. We wouldn't have been able to like even turn that yeah. on. It was, it was too risky. So we like basically bifurcated the orgs. It has to be separated. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but out of the gates, it's like building a league is even different than going in and buying a franchise of another league and owning a team. I mean, that is a gigantic effort, being able to do everything from stadiums to marketing to branding to team name to player contract, coaches, legal, um, you know, everything. And for us, we had to build the league and then build our original six teams. Um, and then I think that the, the most taxing part of the whole process has been what we've essentially, and all the leagues are doing right now during COVID and figuring out their solution, which is having conversations with 200 players. And for us, like myself included, I was under a one-year deal in the other league at the time that was paying us what they were. And everyone was – all of the players uh, were, were, were pretty upset by the way that their careers were going and, and, the, way that, um, and the way that everything was rolling out. So uh, we basically had to present a, a case study that, like, one, we're starting a new league. This is real. Because when anyone says that, they're like, nah, bullshit, right? Like, yeah. even, even what Kyrie had been talking about is, like, is that possible? And I talked to a lot of NBA players who are peers of mine because they know what I've done and what we've done with the PLL. And uh, the biggest difference is even if the NBA players or the NFL players wanted to do it, the protection that those leagues have outside of like being massively profitable. And like, I would think if I'm a player, I would just want to, in those leagues want to get a, a piece of that, yeah. like an equity or, or position from a, from stock options in their leagues because they do add so much value. And that's what our players have. They have stock options, but the biggest protective layer that the NFL and the NBA have is all those guys are under staggered term contracts. So what we didn't have is all of our players were under one year deals annually so when we were like, okay, we think we can do this, sign up with us, all of them overnight were like, all right, after a lot of conversations, we're like, all right, we trust you, let's do it. And they signed and MLL didn't think they would. And then when they did, everyone was like, oh shit. Um, and then for us, it was, uh, it was about really like, you know, building everything from convincing a network to, that we were real, to sponsors, to selling tickets, standing up a ticket, uh, social media team, production house. So it was like a lot of sleepless nights still feels that way. 
Um, I'll never be the same. I'm kind of like, you know, when you go through tough things, you just like look at the world differently. I talk to my friends and, and family and they all think I'm a robot the way that I talk to them. And it's just, you know, it's like, a, like hundreds of and thousands of hours of combos get you here. They're just like, you've been through it. They're just like, look at you. And you're just like, you've been through the ringer. What would you say the biggest hurdle is to getting lacrosse to be bigger? I think a lot of people, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, was the perception that it's like a rich sport. It's like a preppy white kid type sport. No doubt. The outside looking in, I think if you ask a normal person, that's what they would say about lacrosse. Everybody goes to Duke, even though Zion's a huge Duke fan. Uh, no we can say that. Every, everybody goes to Duke. Everybody goes to Johns Hopkins, all that kind of stuff. So, like, yeah. is, that, is that the biggest obstacle for – at a at a meta level, no doubt in my mind, that is the biggest obstacle for for me, and for us, and for what we care about as a league. I'll say that uh, like good operations that are strategic, that are like marketing, so marketing savvy, and and do all these different things differently than other leagues, and we've been able to build revenue because of that. And I think there's a lot of holes in like the antiquated build of, of traditional leagues. And for example, with sponsors, they come in, they have to spend at the league level for league IP. Then they have to spend uniquely with the teams. Then they have to spend with the players association and the players. Then they have to roll out their own production shop to bring that to life so they can tell the public that they're sponsors of the leagues. And it's all like very convoluted mm -hmm. and it leads to more dollars for the leagues, but it's not what the brands or advertisers want. So what we did was we created our own production shop. We partnered with our players because they have stock options in the league. And we're able to go to these brands and say, hey, you can only you only need to spend once. It's turnkey and you get everything. And so that's an example of things that we do differently. But you, that can only take you so far to your question. And so for me, when I think about our sport, I think about um, – you know, the, the heritage of it being a Native American game, but where it is now, which is high white participation, and I think the wrong message that has uh, been shared over time, and in some cases with wrong messages have been perpetuated over time. So like what you come in and do as leaders is you take a position on where you stand. Um, and in this case, we're in that moment of like this modern civil rights movement that's super important. Uh, to all of us, to our black players and to our white players to be in a position with sport, whereas Nelson Mandela would say you have the ability to change the world. Um, but like peeling even further back, I think about the NHL, I think about the PGA Tour, and, and this isn't uh, a suggestion that, that says other of, of anything other than what you're exactly saying, Zach, which is stereotypes supersede. Uh, a lot of times they're in existence because there is existence of that stereotype, yeah. but we have more black players in our league than the NHL does. Mm. And certainly more than the PGA tour does, yeah. but those leagues have been built and reached prominence in the nineties when like we weren't having as many important discussions as we are now. And they're mm. perennial leagues, but you got 31 clubs in the NHL and they have 26 black players, 31 clubs. I think a sport as a bare minimum needs to have at a bare minimum representation of what our country looks like and way of diversity. Yeah. Um, and then I think as a sport like hockey, like golf, like lacrosse that are expensive, you need to do your damn job to invest in, into the people who want access to your sport so they can play. Um, I was about to can, we, can we say this before, Paul? 
Zion over here with big energy before. No, 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 no. Stop, stop. He was right. He was like, I'm bringing smoke, all this kind of stuff. Let's do it. I mean, let's do it. I was gonna, I was gonna, but I don't think there's smoke for that answer. That's a perfect answer. Yeah, I know. You pretty much covered it. I was gonna ask you, like, it's obvious lacrosse is a rich white sport and like black players aren't as inclined to jump, jump into that sport. So like, how are you going to convince black people to, you know, start, you know, playing lacrosse more and see it as, you know, uh, uh, an interesting sport. Yeah. So there's, there's a, a few ways that we're doing it now. Um, and then, and I think most importantly though is, and this is, this is on me, it's on our leadership and especially, uh, in, in addition to myself and my brother and our leadership, our black players is uniting during Black Lives Matter and this mm. movement. And so we were actually the first league in North America five weeks ago to put out a press release that said Black Lives Matter. As we all saw, like even the NBA waited and the NFL certainly took a lot of bashing until Roger Goodell finally said something. Um, and I'm not here being like, yo, we're the most woke. I care about what's right. That's always mm. mattered to me. And so that was our first press release. And then two weeks later, we put out action steps that our organization's doing. And then we're getting ready to announce what we're doing uh, on behalf of the league, which is our league assets from how we're going to uh, display Black Lives Matter, how players are gonna uh, be able to wear what matters to them, uh, jersey patches, to warm up shirts, to game sleeves. And, and it, it's, it's even more important than that, but Zion to that point is like bare minimum number one, what we can do when we know we're already heavily white is is say that we really we see that but we also care and care this much to where we're saying that black lives matter because a lot of people still have trouble saying that oh fucking lot of people have trouble saying that in our country and so that's not going to be what lacrosse in the pll stands for for that so that's one number two is like we have some of the best players in our in the world in our league are black. And so what we've done from the very beginning, and I think this is what a lot of black players in lacrosse haven't had access to, is to like say that and show it. And so like lead it in marketing materials and like, you know, get behind them in, in meaningful ways. And um, you know, I was having a conversation with D Smith, who's the uh, executive director of the NFLPA, and he's an advisor of mine, and we talked about kind of what lacrosse is experiencing now is his son Alex plays at Maryland is, is kind of you know, a microcosm, kind of a similar example of what black, black athletes uh, faced as being quarterbacks in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like they just weren't given the look. And, and now if you look at it, like they're, they're, they are given look, well, you look at maybe the Donna McNabs, the Steve McNairs of the world, they were like on their own. And so there are uh, to number two, there are a lot of black players uh, across the country that play lacrosse at an insanely high level. Um, a guy who, who's worked with me and Mike from the very beginning, uh, runs player relations, runs DNI. His name's Kyle Harrison. He was the first black tour town winner, which is the Heisman of lacrosse. And his dad played for Morgan State, was a part of the team known as the 10 Bears in 1968 to 70, 72 that knocked off the number one team in the country back then at Division One level, uh, knocked off Harvard, knocked off Notre Dame. Uh, Jim Brown's an advisor in our league um, and him and Monique participated in a number of our stuff. And Jim Brown is the best player to ever play lacrosse. But uh, we, we, you know, a lot of people don't know that just like a lot of people don't know the native American players founded the game. But I don't say that to suggest that like, Hey, um, 
I have a black friend. I have a black neighbor. My favorite player in the world is, is Michael Jordan. Therefore, like we don't have any issues that we need to solve for. Uh, mm -hmm. So, cause like there are, is, so your, favorite, is, is your favorite player really Michael Jordan? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in fucking eighties, man. Eighties and nineties. <laughs> so he knows that Michael Jordan is the goat. Yeah, he's the goat. And what are we talking about? You were well, okay. So, Paul, they make fun of me because I'm from Cleveland, and they say I bring up the Browns every podcast. But I have an in to bring up. Why is that necessary? Just I have an I have an in to bring up the Browns right now because you brought up Jim Brown. He's a Jim Brown. Exactly. I knew he played lacrosse. Is he the goat? He's the goat lacrosse player for for real. I think he's the goat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he said that he he says still to this day, if professional lacrosse was around, he'd have played that. Um, over the NFL, Who's the, 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 Bra the Browns would have had no wins because we don't win now. We only won when he played, so the Browns would have right, had enough. Enough, enough Cleveland right, Browns yeah, talk. Enough for the back Browns. to Jim Brown, yes. But if yeah. you know Jim Brown, you know I think if you do know a little bit about lacrosse, you've always been told that Jim Brown was the greatest lacrosse player of all time. Is it? I mean, for those of us that don't know the sport as well, is it much of a debate? Is there any other potential candidates the way we have the you know the basketball goat argument? Yeah, yeah. The debate would be with Gary Gate, who's a Canadian. Um, you know, he has because he he was he was long in lacrosse. It's it's you know, so he played. He's younger than Jim, so he played in professional lacrosse and he played for Team Canada. And uh, so you know, for Jim, he he had an incredible college career at the highest level in Syracuse, just dominated. We created rules because of his domination. So he's One the of Will, which he's was the Will like Chamberlain of lacrosse. <laughs> yeah, because he was so good. He 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 tells me this that they didn't make this rule because of him, um, because you know he's just like yo, I, I was just better than everyone. This is this, that wasn't it. Uh, but there's a rule called chesting the ball because you know if you cradle the ball, it can come out if you get checked. So there's the there's the old uh, saying that like Jim Brown was impossible to take down. That in tight circles he would chest it and then just beat everyone and score. And then you know now it's a rule that you can't. But I, I would, if, if asked, actually. So, th so that's what people think and say. But I've asked Jim directly, and he's like, "No, nah, that ain't it." Um, but, but anyway, uh, he's, uh, yeah, he, he's a goat. I gotta say, I was, I was really impressed with that answer. You know, you got, I like you, man. I like you. I like you. <laughs> you got a new fan over there, in time. Yeah. 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 So, well, the so other thing that I was gonna say too, and I, I want to go back to this MJ debate. Uh, but before we do that, is, is there's. Uh, there has been over the last decade some some amazing um, you know kind of inner city programs that have been built and financed and and continue to uh, to be like coached, which I think is so important when you look at access to sport. Soccer and basketball, I think, have like uh, unlimited upside because all you need is like a, a circle object, and you can create. And I knew I did it growing up. You create your own hoop, or you can create your own goal and, and kick a ball through two cones and like. That is, that's like the universal language. Now all of a sudden you have to start layering on um, equipment and stuff. And what football did, you know, decades ago is they started subsidizing equipment. I mean, you know, lacrosse and hockey don't do that. And it's a mess. And neither does mm -hmm. golf. I wish we did. We can't, we can't go back, but we can try to fund it now through government, through government policy and, and contributions. But like, we never went out to our local rec football team and expected to buy our own shoulder pads and helmet. It was yeah. given to us, but like imagine a world of, of, of football. If it wasn't, you just wouldn't have that participation. What you probably have is a lot of white people playing because white people historically can afford that because 
you know, of white privilege and on like the, the, just the access that, that we have had as a cohort of people. So I think about this shit all the time, obviously guys, it's like, I'm, I'm trying to, um, not only make, uh, try to like come up with solutions with our team, but also figure out like historicals of, of how we got here. Uh, so what we're doing as a league is we invest in these organizations, Harlem lacrosse, Oakland lacrosse, Charm City youth lacrosse, winners lacrosse. And what I found too, and even through those investments that, in, that include not only just equipment, funding of coaches, but you also got to rent fields and then you got to handle transportation to and from school is that, uh, is it coaches is such a big part of taking the black lives matter movement that we're in now across all races and educating is like, we, you, you talk to all different people from walks of life and ideally, and I think we're seeing more movement in the correct direction, which is that black people matter and they have been in a unique position relative to any other race in America where they have uh, been enslaved, they have faced suffering, they, uh, they, and that continues with institutional racist policy, with implicit bias, and like they've never received reparation. And, and, this, is, and this is something that we've never addressed. And, and much like Native Americans that we haven't addressed either because we've inhabited their land um, like th this is something that, and, and actually I saw the, uh, I will say I saw the North Dakota access pipeline, uh, got, got halted today, which is something that had been talked about for the last two years. So that's fucking great news and legislation. Uh, so we're not pulling up native American reservation, uh, land for this pipeline. Um, but like, this is stuff that we need to continue to address. Um, but I found with coaches and this, this came from actually Dr. Harrison who's Kyle's father was like outside of our family and our parents, your coaches and sports are, are the most like influential people in your life. So if your coaches aren't with it, then we're, we have a real problem. So we got to figure out like coaches education. So anyway, I'll get off this soapbox. <laughs> no, we <laughs> no, we appreciate all it. Good, man. Yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, let's um, talk about MJ. <laughs> well, before we get to MJ, because Paul, NFL, NBA players, who would be the best lacrosse players out of the two leagues? NBA, I, I think it would be uh, – I've always felt like – so I, I, I grew up same age bracket as Chris Paul. I think he's a GOAT. Um, and uh, I think he would fucking play really well in, in the PLL. I think Kyrie would – I mean, lacrosse is unique because it's, uh, it's heavily hand-eye coordination. So you think about like point guards. Like Steve Nash grew up playing lacrosse. He's a buddy of mine, lives out here in L.A. And, uh, and you know, he's Canadian. It's, it's Canada's national sport. Um, uh, not hockey. Uh, uh, hockey's now the, the national sport of winter. But, um, but because of the Native American roots in Canada, when lacrosse was first founded in Montreal, it became like their sport. So I, I, I think that point guards in basketball have the best translation. I mean, look, Braun would fucking kill in whatever sport he plays. <laughs> I mean, it just is what it is. Uh, but because it's like very technical hand-eye, it's uh there's like um there's like the, the kind of the point guard element that i think would be best and then in football i think about corners i think about receivers i mean julio jones i think is one of the greatest athletes in 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 pro team sports and so you take a guy like that you give him give him put him in whatever sport you want and dominate uh russell russell wilson played lacrosse growing up I, i've seen him kind of mess around a bit he still cradles and shoots well so i think he would dominate 
Um, and the, yeah, those are those are probably a few. Who do you guys think? Yeah, what about Lamar Jackson, Zion's boy over there? Oh, Lamar would kill. Yeah. You know who yeah. be nice? Zion, Zion Williamson. Well, the, Zion, yeah. well, he would, he he would barrel up. people over. He yeah. just but the whole I mean, what are we people. talking about? Yeah. yeah, he destroys. He barrels people over in the NBA. Yeah. He'd kill me. The whole point is not <laughs> to not barrel people, people over, right? Like, because uh, like, yeah. it's more finesse than people are under under you know don't than they realize. Yeah, you'll see. There is a lot of contact, though. It's just the the, the challenge with. So if you have the ball in your stick and you and you make contact with someone, you can't like shoot because you're tied up. Yeah. So what you see, guys like Miles actually plays a lot like how Zion would um, in, in and he does in basketball, where he he'll take it what we call a dodge. He has a ball in his stick and he'll just ram. And then he'll use that momentum to bounce off, and then he'll pull up and shoot. That's kind of Miles Jones's thing, and he also has shake to him too. So as a, as a defender, you can't just anticipate that contact because he'll show up like a contact, and then he'll bite you in a direction of where you know you fall, and and then he'll shoot. So uh, you know that's what that's a lot of the, the style of the game. It's a, it's contact, and and there's a lot of finesse, but a lot of speed too. Makes sense to me. Zion would definitely, you know, be fun. Watching Zion do anything is a fun. dude put up a picture of himself in the weight room like a week ago, and social media lost their damn mind. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I think um, one of the things I took from the last dance is, uh, and and uh, and I, I've gotten to know and build a relationship with Esty Portnoy, who's, who's MJ's like has been his business manager for twenty plus years or so. And she was telling me about the doc process before they pushed it up because of COVID, because it was originally going to be like be out in June. But just to hear that storyline around how fucking good of an athlete MJ was, and like that kind of made its way. Like the dude didn't even run track and field, and he was out there running like a four three forty. Like that, that's real, right? Because then all of a sudden you get him to train how to sprint, and then the dude's running four twos and running probably like nine point eight nine point nine hundred meter dashes you just don't know so like there are guys that have that match of athleticism work ethic and then the mindset i think what we got reminded of with, with mj and i want to have this debate you guys can't let me go so like let's, let's do the this. debate let's do the debate like mj six championships won all six and was the mvp in all six in a sport like basketball where different than Tom Brady, I'm talking a goat of all, right? And Tom Brady gets thrown in because of all the Super Bowls and successes he's had and being able to play into his 40s. Like there's there's value there. But like basketball is still, and I think even more than soccer, the sport where because there's only five people on the floor and you're playing both sides is that one person can actually take over the game. And like from the start to the finish. And what, what we learned with Michael, we're reminded by with Michael, is that he was that person. He literally won, like he had the blueprint. People are like, yo, what are the blueprints to winning in sports? And no one fucking knows. And Steve Kerr was like, Mike, Mike had it. Mike actually had the blueprint. He had the psychodynamic. He could scare the opponent. He'd fucking play golf with, with, with Charles Barkley, make Charles feel good. <laughs> and then he knew when to come in. And he lost games. He missed plenty of shots, but not the games that mattered. And we didn't see any of that in the last dance, Paul. Yeah. And I love the last dance. I didn't, I love the last dance. I, I I I love the last dance, but it was there was a propaganda factor. Propaganda factor to it. Yeah, of course I mean, it was look, there behind all, all the docs are biased. <laughs> all docs are biased. So let's yeah, wait. Like, so let's wait for LeBron's yeah. doc then. 
Because yeah, yeah, Maverick Carter is going to produce it. And it's going to be but, glorious. Yeah. I mean, look, Mav, Mav and LeBron, what they've done is transcending. And you and we'll probably sit here even – I mean, fuck, LeBron plays for another five or ten years. It's going to be crazy. But, like, we'll probably sit here ten years from now and be – and I think we'll say that the success matched with impact LeBron has done is actually far greater than MJ. And I think, like, because LeBron, like, holistically. But if you're just talking about results on floor, like – I mean, LeBron's been to eight championships, did, did, and did, that's did, dope. Did Michael beat a 73-win team on the road twice? Down 41-41? So, but that's just so nuanced. You know what I mean? Like, it's well, just yeah, like that's six championships, six MVPs, you know, six titles. Who, but, Paul, in NBA Finals MVPs, and I, and, I, and I knock Steph Curry for this all the time because I like making fun of Steph, great player. We, we just yeah. put out our 30 best NBA player ranking – Steph is 15 on that list. So we respect Steph. Yeah. But do you really think anybody would have voted? Because that's a vote. That's a media vote for M- finals MVP. No one was voting for anybody else than Michael for those for those teams. Well, yeah. Who else are you going to vote for? I Andre Iguodala has an NBA finals MVP. That's well, I still I'm think saying. LeBron should have won the MVP for that. For he should have. Well, 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 no doubt. But I, I, but I think in, in, that, in, that, in that place in time, yeah, Andre Iguodala wins the MVP. By the way, Andre is an investor in PLL. Good, good fucking dude. Is he good? He, Does he, he play? Yeah. Has he played? Uh, no, he's never played lacrosse. But but he, uh, I think he, he just care, he cares a lot about like people and entrepreneurs. And yeah. had a chance to, to meet him, spend a lot of time with him actually at in, at Steph's Tech Summit he does every year. But uh, Andre won. You're right because he covered LeBron well. Like uh, no doubt, LeBron's the best player in the world. But I'm just saying what what MJ was able to do is like unfathomable as a player. Like I've lost championships. I lose a lot of games. And like a lot of people are like, yo, Paul over the last decade has been one of the greatest players in lacrosse. And I'm just like, I can't I can't even come close to feeling like what what like the other goats in sports, even LeBron and like MJ. But the, that's just great. didn't lose that's, those games. That's great and all, but is MJ taking the 2008 Cavs and taking them to the championship? Uh, yes, making them win the championship. Yeah. Yes, not yeah. 2008. Yes. Wait, what? The two way 2008 yeah, man. The 2008 the bad the bad team. Yeah, 2007 with, Cavs. Oh, 2007. LeBron, 2007. Cavs. I, I mean that. I mean LeBron didn't win a game in that series. Though, <laughs> that's smoke but, but, but that's yeah, the thing. Is, is is MJ? Doing Fair. that at LeBron's age, and is he winning that series? Did you not watch the Last Dance, pal? Is the he winning is, the series? Answer the question. Yeah, the thing is, yeah. The, I think he is, man. I think, I think, like LeBron's, LeBron's. I mean, it's it, it's so it's so nuanced. That's why it's a it's oh a crazy yeah. Do not well, watch MJ they, put up sixty nine or sixty eight, whatever it was against the Celtics, which is a much better team than that Spurs team. We're talking about the Cavs yeah. with with Booby Gibson as a role as a don't, big player on that don't, team. Don't, don't Drew make fun Gooden. of Do you know the scrubs don't that Bulls team Booby. that Jordan was on back in the he, year in the mid eighties? Yeah, had Scotty. But what? But what they do in the not in that play series, pal. But but Adam, what did they do in the mid eighties? You got to give LeBron credit. This man, he's never been eliminated in the first round of the playoffs or the second round. If I'm if I'm thinking correctly, he's never, yeah. never. He's been no. Yeah, that's second, second, yeah, second no round. Doubt. He has been second that's round. He has been never. He's never been eliminated in the first round. That's pretty crazy. Michael's I been think, eliminated I, in the first round. 
I, th- I think too, it's like, you know, two, two different generations of people. I think um, sure. Mike, Michael appeals to like our, our, you know, our age group growing up and like how we think uh, a pro athlete, like, like the best ever is just cutthroat. And he lives with that too. And you, you saw it in like episode seven when he ended up in tears because he's talking about essentially not like a, a lot of like the social media world thought that this was like a big cry about leadership and like how, you know, it's awesome. Yeah. I'm a leader too. Like Michael and like, nah, what, what Mike was crying about there was that he's essentially sacrificed the relationships in his life to accomplish what he did. Like, that's why he cried. He wasn't crying as like a motivation. Like, like MJ, he did, he doesn't really cry, but like, he doesn't like his, his friend is Ahmad Rashad and like his wife and like those that are super close to him. Like he's basically, he's got people he's bald with that are like, I don't like this dude, you know? And LeBron doesn't have that. And so that's all. And that doesn't mean he's less of a goat. LeBron's a goat. I just think the nuance around MJ and like his mindset is why he would have, I think, you know, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, I just, I think he would have been eight for eight in, in Braun shoes. I just think like, it's Whoa. it's unlike anything we would want to take. None of us want to take on that, you know. Oh, I mean, it, MJ took it on, man, and like he got a, and he got a lot of hate, and uh, he just constantly put his neck out there. Uh, but yeah, that's what I think. I just like the, that type of men- mentality. No one else has. No one else has ever had until someone does, and then they'll be undefeated at the championship level. MJ is not beating the Warriors with KD. I don't care which. That's a tough one. That's he is not one. beating on Be- that Cavs team. No. Before we- I mean, he's scaring some people, Zion. Like he's <laughs> he he like breathes fear into people. You know what I mean? I know LeBron does that too, but like yeah. Jordan would have a way. I'd imagine if I was on the other side of the court, like I would I would wonder about my own health and safety going home. <laughs> he would psych you, you out. Know what I mean? He'd psych you out. Paul, you, you quickly mentioned Tom Brady. We're not going to let you get out of here without yeah, talking yeah. about your other buddy, Bill Belichick. You have a lot of friends, by the way. You're a very popular person. <laughs> your, your buddy, how mad was Bill Belichick about Tom Brady leaving? You can be honest. We won't tell anybody. I mean, speaking about like uh, other guys who, who breathe fire, uh, Belichick's like that. I, so I didn't ask him. <laughs> I was alive, right, so I, a, I was let, not about to text him. I was not to be about to text him. Like, yo, how you feeling? <laughs> let's, Are you let's, okay? Let's ask this question then: Does Bill Belichick have a personality? Yeah, he's got a big personality. He, I, I'm convinced, and I've told I don't him believe this, you. I'm convinced. I, I'm convinced he's actually like in a Machiavellian way taking the has taken the media on and been like, I'm. This is my bit. Uh, I mean, the dude, the dude, he's a stoic. So he, he reads books about stoicism and like, uh, you know, history of, of, of like Buddhism and Hinduism and warfare and all this stuff. And so he, uh, he does, you know, that, that's his mentality and that's how he coaches. And that's why he's like, when he says the do your job stuff, like he has been able to get the best out of someone like Rob Gronkowski, get the best out of someone like Randy Moss. And those guys love playing with him because he's like, I don't give a shit what you do off the field. I don't give a shit what you think. I'm I'll back it actually I'm about it as long as you play and do your job on the field and like that ability to cut through and 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 that be authentic and your players trust you on it that's what he does and and like I know that with Tom without even asking him like there's there's a lot of history there and with the crafts yeah Yeah. but once Tom leaves he's like okay next up like he has this ability to just go boom 
Is but that's such like football talk though? As I'm wearing an NFL 100 hat, that's like the next man up is such a, like a football thing to say. But, it is. Yeah, I mean, but with I mean, Tom, it's but with quarterbacks, it ain't. Yeah, you know I mean, mean, I mean, it is now. They got Cam Newton. They're fine. Bill's fine. Paul, before before we leave, I wanted to know what's the weirdest job when you uh, a lacrosse player had in the old league when you guys weren't getting paid very much. What's the weirdest job someone had in addition to being a lacrosse player? All right, I'm not going to tell you who, but uh, from what I heard is that there was a player who was a male stripper. Oh, <laughs> hey, <laughs> good for him. That's. <laughs> He was probably pulling in way more money doing that than. Yeah. <laughs> and that person, and that person was also, uh, I forget what you call them. Uh, I didn't even know this business existed, but if you go to like, you know, sweet sixteen parties or like, uh, kind of like call it like high school proms and stuff, they have uh, in New York, they have these uh, like dance floor setups or stagers. Have you ever, y'all heard of this? Where they'll like hire people to get the party going. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like yeah. So he was also he one that. of those. He was on the grind, man. He was on that grind. Yeah. Yeah. But that for the most part, you man. had, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I think we got, we have a range of guys who drive Uber to work in finance that uh, have acting careers that, you know, we're trying to get one of our players on The Bachelor. I was talking to, we were talking to Chris Harrison and their team, and like he was uh, final stage, and then they're, relaunching the same time we are and i was like yo man i think you've got a lot of career left in you uh the league is giving you the blessing to miss out this season to go on the bachelor <laughs> i mean no, that, I mar- will, I will that marketing this. alone that if they if they put the league like you're no you should let it happen i had a you uh, should let that I was, happen. I was all i was advocating man i was advocating yeah. back in uh back in when i lived in new york and i played amateur baseball in central park and other places one of my teammates oh, who's an actor he was on the bachelor uh, one season, I forget which season, and he yeah. got bounced the first episode. But we had a massive watch party in one of the West Village bars. It was the fucking most amazing, hilarious hour of TV I've ever seen in my life. On. His pickup line, I forget what it was, but in the in the closing credits of the of the episode, he was like, "I guess she doesn't like awesome guys. What can I, you know? It's like, what can I do?" <laughs> the fucking bar just erupted in laughter. We died. Oh that was the end God. of the episode. See, we actually don't need that. Would be the worst thing that happened <laughs> to us is if I had some like. One of our players go on and be like, look, give look, a, give look a real really douchey. crass pickup line. <laughs> yeah, look real like, douchey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just bake into that stereotype. But appreciate you guys, man, having me on. It's, it's, Paul, good. it's good talking. We appreciate you for joining us. Uh, this very insightful. Um, uh, why don't you tell everybody where they can watch the league and win? Yeah, so our, our games start on July 25th and they go through August 9th. So it's, it's a bit like a World Cup. There's a, a week of group stage for seeding, and the second week is single elimination. All games are on NBC and NBC Sports. Uh, the first game's on NBC at 4 o'clock Eastern on Saturday the 25th, and then the second game is that night on NBC Sports, and then the third game is that Sunday on NBC again at 4. So packing a big punch out of the gates. Amazing. Sounds good. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Huge shout out to Paul Rabel for joining us. Uh, I hope, obviously, that's a little bit outside of our wheelhouse, but, you know, a very interesting conversation from a different perspective. So, you know, big shout out to him for joining us. Uh, I, I I thought it was cool. Zion, did you learn about a lot about lacrosse? You're going to play lacrosse now? I know about lacrosse. I told you, you many times I went to a high school that was very pro lacrosse. We have a lot of pro lacrosse players. I do not care for lacrosse. It's still anti-black to me. 
and I don't care. Uh, Paul, did I, a, Paul did a pretty good job answering your he question. He did a great Thank job. He, he answered it, but that was just for my personal approval of him. I approve of him, not of the sport. The sport is still garbage. Okay, well, that's good to know. Adam, uh, another fun episode in the works, in the in the books, I would say. I mean, it would have been better if if this, if this the commentator that bailed on us had been on Jeez. the podcast, but, you know. <gasps> but sometimes clowns are going to clown. She, he called him a clown. Oh, man, Adam is trying to get us canceled. I mean. <laughs> I mean, come on. Say? I mean. Uh, Maybe we should have just had Kenny Smith back on. Back-to-back <laughs> I, think, I don't think Kenny but, wants to fuck with us for a little while. Yeah, Kenny's going to need a break from the pod for a little bit. Uh, but, you know, as always, we appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, we have some big surprises coming up in the coming weeks, we hope. I mean, knock on wood at this point. We'll uh, have straight from happen. the bubble guests coming up shortly. Yeah, word is Adam has booked his first guest on the podcast coming up next week. That is, first, that is the, most, yes, ladies that is the biggest steaming guess. pile of bullshit in the history of mankind. That That's not. We're, that is we're, complete we're cap. Booked. Yeah, let's complete run cap. Who have you booked? Who have I booked? Who haven't I booked, pal? <laughs> what the kind first, of answer is that? That's not a good I answer, booked. Bro. I booked exponentially more uh, guests than you have, pal. Exponentially. Uh, it doesn't matter. Exponentially. We are asking you yeah. who you next Next week, we're going to have a Laker on. How about that, pal? Oh, let's tease it. Listen, it better happen now. You're yeah, at, yeah. Let, let it be known that Adam is putting himself out there. Everybody hold him accountable. It's signed, sealed. He's I won't say it's delivered until we tape it, but it's signed and sealed. Yeah, and 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 let, if, if this if there's no Laker on the podcast next week, can I give a hint of who it's going to be? If there's no Laker on the podcast, then I'll get a Laker on the podcast. Quinn Cook hasn't done shit for you, pal, recently. Oh. Nah, he's done a lot for me, bro. I don't know what you're talking about. Listen, <laughs> How come every time he wanted Quinn, to do something for complex sports, he hasn't done shit? Quinn, Quinn Cook goes on Zion's mystery show. Exactly. Yes, his 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 non his supposed to non compete hey, shows. Got thirty thousand viewers that first episode, so <laughs> it was doing yeah. pretty well. Little Duke basketball uh, on that note, show. On that note, I hope we have a Laker on the podcast next week. Uh, we'll see if Adam comes through. Pressure's on. Uh, as always, subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review, leave a rating, five stars. We love you guys. We're still uh, we new and noteworthy you. on Apple Podcasts. Yes, we appreciate you guys for listening. Make sure you check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you can get podcasts. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at Peachops underscore, at Adam Caparel, at Zion Olajede, at Complex Sports. We appreciate you guys for rocking with us week in and week out. Uh, hopefully we have a Laker on the podcast next week. Hopefully. Uh, that's That's on Adam. Everybody go attack him if it doesn't happen next week. Uh, Until next time, we'll see you guys later. Special thanks to our producer, Josh Dodd, our associate producer and sound engineer, Jasmine Plata, our production manager, Chancel Correa, our talent booker, Shanice Kelman, who gets us all our great guests, our director of talent relations, Kristen Price-Harrell, who also gets us the great guests, our senior director of operations, Jen Stewart, shout out to the main man in charge, our GM, Donnie Kwok. This is a production of Complex Networks. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. 
Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.